Um, hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Once Upon the Gutter. I'm your host, Anikia Mbaiga. On this podcast, we tell stories of a season of adversity in our lives, how we overcame and what life looks like afterwards. Today's episode was recorded in Arash because I only saw this person for like a few hours and they're traveling out of the city, don't, don't live um, in Nairobi, so I had to do it. It may have a few distractions here and there, but I hope you enjoy the episode and you learn a thing or two. Ryan is someone I met, not his same name by the way, um, in my line of work. And over time we got to share and exchange and I'm very honored that he agreed to come on this podcast and share about his experience. And before recording this podcast, we talked about how it's not easy for men to share. And just general, it's not easy for people to share and these things usually manifest in other ways. But we're here to honor our stories. We're here to celebrate uh, moments in life where we conquered. So I hope you will get to learn from his story. Um, and just like take something home because I just want to let people know like there's hope, there's life after being in the gutter and that's what we're here for. Thank you so much, Hilda. My name is Ryan. And this is my story. Born in a family of two, that is me being the eldest and having a younger brother. I was born to a family whereby wrangles was something that became such a common story in the house. I was born to a very uh, envious father, a lazy one though, and uh, who was always angry and jealous of his wife all the time. Now. My story and my downfall begins uh, at the age of uh, six years old when I lost my mom, my real mom. And uh, it was quite devastating because uh, I never knew that I had lost my mom because of my dad's fault. From that point, I was forced to move and uh, stay in the village. But I used to commute all the way from the village up to school where I used to learn. Now. The proximity of the distance between the school and the house where I used to stay was uh, around uh, 29 kilometers, commuting every day in the morning and back in the evening. And this became a challenge to me such that whenever I reached home late due to traffic or something else, my dad would hit me up using any tool that he had in mind, whether it was a stool, whether it was a mud boot, uh, whether he could slap me or punch me up. I never knew uh, whether I had caused any fault or whether I was the problem. But every time I tried to explain to him about the challenges I was facing in school and even during commission, he never get got that time you know, to interact with me or anything sort of that. I have a younger brother though, and uh, I used to feel sorry for him because at times my dad used to hit him too. I did not want him to fall in the same same bucket that I was in. Now, as I moved forward, I joined uh, class one. That was early in 2008. And uh, just uh, I forgot to mention earlier is that my mom had a sister. In their house, there are actually two women. That is uh, my mom being the youngest and my aunt being the eldest. Now, my mom died due to high blood pressure, and uh, she also had uh, sugar diabetes and uh, what i know is that all this was just uh, 
I will always blame my dad for it because if it wasn't for my dad, my mom wouldn't have lost her life because he used to hit her with anything, either cooking stick or uh, iron box. And I remember seeing my mom one time having injuries, like almost every now and again. You know, wherever my dad was around, he was just a troublemaker. He's not a drunkard. He's not mad. He doesn't take drugs. But he just used to hit her most of the time. I don't know why. Ironically, my mom was the breadwinner of the house. My dad never used to do anything. I would say like if my mom was still alive right now, 90% of the property would have been hers, while 10% would just be my dad. Now, one time in class one, I lost my transport. Uh, my transport all the way from school to home was around uh, 10 shillings. So I lost my transport and I was devastated and stressed out. Started crying. Then I remember that I had an aunt. I decided to walk on my own up to my aunt's place. Though I had received a warning earlier from my dad never to visit my aunt by any chance. So I went to my aunt's place and I found that she had given birth to a young sibling to my cousins and she named this girl after my mom. Now. I was very happy. My aunt was happy. She fed me a lot of things. She made uh, chips, uh, those chicken, those smokies, you know, all those kind of things that kids love at their younger age. Then she even packed some for me, which I had a chance to wobble up while on my road trip back home. When I reached home, my dad was uh, mad. He asked me, like, where were you? Where are you from? Uh, he never tried to consider the distance. You know, according to him, it's like when you're released from school, just take the transport back home and you're supposed to reach home early. One time, my stepmom, no, okay, my dad married a stepmom, and I got a chance to share with her where I used to go to in the evenings. The reason as to why I was being hit. Actually, it became a trend. I was being hit every day. I just got used to it. Now, it was a hard knock life that I had to, I had to get used to. And I just became, let me just say, became stupid enough to share where I used to go to with my stepmom. I think she got jealous because of the praises I used, like where my aunt stays, uh, the kind of children she has, who are my cousins. And then uh, she told my dad, she actually decided to betray me by telling my dad. Then one time I just came back home and my dad landed on me like never before he had never done that he literally used almost everything that was in front of him that's the shoes the stools the gumboots the belt the slaps i was kicked like you know uh, i was being taken like a thug somehow and uh, i really asked my question i really asked myself this question like why 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 me why why am i why do i have to suffer like this like what should they do so to all the mothers outside there, let me just advise you before I continue. Always take care of your loved ones, whatever the case. Now, as I continued my education in class one, I used to be the best position in class. But as time went by, I started developing uh, uh, asthma because of the travels in the morning and the cold and everything. I never got used to that. You know, I used to be woken up to bathe in the morning, travel in the cold, 
and uh, he started developing complications so he developed asthma and so it started developing uh, ulcers sometimes I used to get sick with malaria and all that uh, one time I just wish I could just die <laughs> that was around in 2008 uh, December I just thought that I was going to die then my brother would look at me and he was always scared too because you know we were only two children we only left two children when my mom died then um, I went into class two my performance started dropping and uh, my aunt could not visit me anymore because I think my dad threatened him threatened her in some sort of way he even went to court and requested the judge to allow my aunt to give her the details to my mom's uh, NSSF accounts sad enough when my dad took the cash from the account he said that he was going to use it for me and my brother's school fees and to take care of us but as soon as he got a hand on the cash he just spent it with the other women that he used to bring in our home like he, he had a second wife after my mom died another wife i think there are almost four four wives in that compound then um, my performance was just bad the head teacher used to call my dad every now and again to come to school he gave me countless letters to take back at home but uh, my dad didn't even bother and uh, to make matters worse is that my dad is a liar a very good liar he will lie and lie i mean literally you'll just lie on your face just tell you that i'm going to make it by 2 p.m but that guy will never come live alone coming even late he will just not come at all that is his behavior ever since so my aunt got worried requested my dad to allow me to stay with, uh, with him with her but my dad refused he said that my aunt was a terrible person uh, the ones who caused my mom to die you know when i used to hear such things i felt so flattered and devastated so one time i know basically i'm going to think that i'm mad crazy or something one time my younger brother got possessed with the demons so ideally we all thought it was demons but it was not demons and then uh, my grandmother took my brother to to a lady she, let me not say she was performing black magic she was just uh, an ordinary doctor in those uh, rural areas so this uh, lady told my grandmother and my dad that um, the spirit that is possessing this young man over here is not just a normal spirit this is a spirit of love and it's requesting for it to have its fruits to go with it so what this lady meant is like my mom felt the pain that my brother and I were going through and like she had always wanted us to go with her just once and for all. I remember in 2008 I got knocked down by a tuk-tuk but when I reached school there was no any scratch, not at all. The same same 2008 I got knocked down by a motorbike, no scratch at all. So people are like wondering what's going on. Then. Uh, Um, the head teacher told my dad to take me to the hospital but my dad just told me suko sawa you're okay drink that soda and let's go home just like that not knowing that the effect was coming later on so early in 2010 started developing uh, brain injuries now my performance was bad it was worse than before 
and uh, I just finished my class uh, 3 and went to class 4. Now in class 4, the first exams I did, you know when I was being promoted to class 4, I was, uh, in our class we were 72, so I was number 15 out of 72. Uh, with a good with a good mark, it was out of seven hundred, so I got five hundred and something. Now, um, the first exam that I did in uh, class four, I became second last. We were two hundred and one. Now, out of the two hundred and one, I became second last. And you know what it means by to become second last, which means you are number two hundred and one with one hundred and something marks. I can't recall the marks, but it was 100 and something, not even 200. And uh, the teachers in who in class 3, class 2 were called and were asked, like, what's going on with the boy? What's wrong with this boy? We have known him ever since uh, he joined this school. We have known his performance, like, what is up with him? So, after some time, my dad was called to come to the school, but he never showed up. Then I was asked if I have a relative. I say that I have an aunt of mine. And then uh, my aunt came, tried to talk out to the teachers and say that uh, my dad is just somebody else. He's like a monster. Whenever everybody tries to talk to him, he just thinks that he's the perfect person. Whatever he says is perfect. And to add to the top, he had already squandered all the money that was in the NSSF. So, my aunt bought me some books, bought me those necessities that I required. I know that's bad. That is very bad. Do you remember where you left? <clears throat> okay, so I got promoted to class four, but uh, the position became worse because the first exams that I did, I became position 201 out of 201, which means I was second last. And you can imagine in class 3, the performance was good. So the teachers were forced to discuss my performance and my dad was called upon to come to school, but he never showed up. So my aunt is the one who came to school uh, just to represent me and also to talk about my story. But uh, before that, before I continue, uh, before I went to stay with my dad in the rural setup, I used to stay with my aunt until the issue of NSSF and money wrangles came in. So my dad decided to snatch me away from my aunt's place and to stay with me. He would use me as a bait because uh, without me, he can't get access to NSSF funds. He can't get access to cash. The NSSF funds were written under my name. It was a lot of money. I'm told it is a lot of money. So um, my aunt started providing for my, my lunch meals in school. Can you imagine a dad who does not even provide with lunch meals in school and he's a veterinary doctor? A dad who does not check on your performance, who does not check on your progress, who does not uh, like care whatever happens to you. Take, take a good case when I had that accident almost twice. Like he never took me to the hospital. According to him, I was a man, now I drink a soda and I'm good to go. Who does that to his own child, ideally? And then um, ever since that, he has never come to visit me to school up to the time I completed my class eight. So my aunt started requesting um, that I stay with her, but I couldn't do that. 
exercise to commute still, come to school late, get beaten. You know, when I was still in lower primary, I used to come to school at 8 a.m. But now when I was proceeding to upper primary from class 4, I have to come to school early, around 6.30. That is the time when lessons begin. So I used to be beaten every day until I got used to the kings, until the math teacher was like, so the math teacher asked me, where do you stay? Then I told him, uh, I stay very far. And he had to ask my class teacher. My class teacher then told him the story. And they're like, why can't they just get you a school uh, in the rural setup? And then uh, I don't know. I, I, like, I didn't know what to tell them. Because whenever they asked about my dad, when I give them this number, they say it is Mteja, my dad gives me another number. So he had several numbers to the extent I just, it's like he was a customer care person. He has several numbers, keeps on changing them. With an excuse that his phone got lost, his number got lost, or something sort of that. Then um, I went and started staying with my uncle in the slum areas. Hey, life in the slums. <laughs> Uh, my dad allowed me to stay with my uncle in the slum areas. He was not trying to evade the story of coming to school. So I stayed in the slum areas of Nyalenda. And in the slum, things were tough. Things were not good. I mean, they say east or west home is the best. home. So in the slums, I never had crocs. I never had slippers. I never had... only had my shoes and my school uniform. I never had good clothes. My dad would never buy me any clothes. My uncle could not buy me any clothes, but he would buy for his own children. Uh, he would buy for his own children clothes, crocs, very nice things, uh, food, uh, fruits, lollipops, you know, those kind of stuff that a child needs. And whenever I used to see that, I used to remember my mom used to work in the supermarket and whenever he, she used to come back home, uh, she would come with the ice creams. By that time, I don't know, they were called Jojo, or something like that and I used to see the lollipops um so you know in the slums there's nothing like a the toilet that you flush or something like that so I used to go to these loos barefoot you know when you go to this loo there's urine there around it there's feces on the other side so you'd go barefoot and the bathroom too I just used to go you know barefoot just like that so later on I just got used to the slum life and actually the slum life just hardened me in some kind of way like going through that hard knock life you know and i just got used to it and it was just fun to me to add to the top i just thank god i never became an alcoholic in the same area where we used to stay the drugs those bang there's cocaine by that time i didn't know what cocaine is but i just 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 white substance uh there was alcohol all kinds of alcohol in Unataka, in Mechemushua, in Metrop Kampuni, anything that was a bar, you know how the slum areas look like. So I used, my aunt did not know the kind of situation I was going through, and uh, I did not want to share with her. So sometimes there was no lunch in this house. In order for you to get lunch, it was scrambled for the fittest. So uh, funny enough, uh, there used to be. Especially during the weekends, okay? I never used to go to school during the weekends uh, when I was in class 4, class 5. So there was a nearby church. It was called Assembly something, that area. So every weekend they used to hold weddings on Saturdays and Sundays. 
uh, I used to go there, jump over the wall. We would go, me and the friends of mine, jump over the wall. Then we would, uh, we would uh, take, we would sit somewhere in a corner. Then we'll be told to come by, have the cakes, have the remainders of the food. And I just found it quite happy because, you know, we were doing it in a group. Then after that, we would go to a certain area. It was called Zaverian. So next to the Zaverian, there is a place where there used to be uh, this Indian Indian home. It was an Indian compound. So this person was alone, never had a family. So whenever he leaves the house, to get a gate, then another gate man, we just get in, climb a tree, then to nationa a lot of jamas, they fall down, we carry them in a bag, we go home smiling, you know, it's so fun. We enjoy it. Uh, we go back home, take a bath as usual, and then you have to sit and watch and also study at the same time. But I thank God that uh, when I started staying with my uncle, the, the second exams that I did, I became position 34 in class out of 40. And then in the general list, I became position 80 out of 200. We were now reducing 200. I think one person left. So around I was position 80 out of 200, which means that there was a comeback. Now I got time to study because there was electricity. In the rural setup, there is no electricity. There is only that kalamp. You know, there was no, also no time to study because when you home late, you're so tired, exhausted. You get beaten up, you're stressed up. But I never used an inhaler in my life. Though I had, I was asthmatic, I had, you know, sometimes I had pneumonia. I just thought that I'm just dying. As I was get to Yanni, eesh, it was terrible. Then uh, my aunt, so one time my aunt requested my uncle to stay, to stay, if I could stay with her. But my uncle refused. He was like, you know, what if gifts, oh, sorry, you'll cut that one. It's okay. What if friends dad, uh, oh, get, yeah, I'll yeah, cut yeah. that part. What if friends dad gets mad about it? And uh, my aunt couldn't say anything by that time, so he was giving my uncle time. Now, an issue of water came in, so we used to stay in the upper floor. And the building we were staying is just an old building, very rugged, not completed. The windows are polythene, uh, some areas are glass. We used to share the beds. The mattresses, the blankets, whenever those bed bags, you just carry them to school, no problem, they're yours. Come with them back home, wash your uniforms, take your okay. So, she did magic at okay, and now we used to go, we have to get water downstairs. I was in class four, in class four, I was around uh, 10 years old. So, got about 20 liters, about 20 liters, about 40 liters, and you have to, you know, it was only first floor. So, now, Panda, the 10 steps, 10 steps, then Nasunguka on the Dipanumba with 40 liters. I put in a shinaki for it answer. Ah, that's my it's okay, I'll get used to it. Then, uh, in class 5 2, the same same process. Then, one time in class 6, and I was still staying with at my but now the performance was, yeah, it was somewhere. So, one time in class 6, uh, I started developing depression. To the extent, uh, one time I took a lot of pills, but they never worked. They never worked. Like wanted to, 
just commit suicide, you know, something sort of that. And those pills, I'm told that they make people go mad. They're pills that you're only supposed to take once, one for prescription. So I took five. They never worked. Nothing like that ever worked. Then uh, I used to hear that my dad was now had started beating up my brother. You know, the same thing he used to do to me. He's now doing it to my brother the other side. So I got stressed up. There's a lot of depression. There's a lot of pressure here in class six. You know, the lessons are also on weekend. And then you, there's a lot of just disturbance. You feel so bad and insecure. And. Uh, one time I was uh, staying at my uncle. Uh, well, I was still staying at my uncle's house. So, basically, kanga kupotea kwa inyumba pole pole. Leo, one thousand kupotea. Kesho, two thousand. Another day, five hundred. So I came to discover that it was my aunt that was doing this. Now, this aunt of mine is not even the real mom of these kids that are staying here. She got married to my uncle later on after my uncle's first wife had died. She got married to my uncle and they gave birth to two kids which means she found three kids in this house so you know how these stepmoms are sometimes these kids are going through a lot especially the kids that she found here can you imagine a kid uh, my cousin a cousin of mine i was 10 years old my cousin was around uh, seven years old seven or eight carrying uh, a 20 liter jerry can upstairs going with it you know i i used to feel that pain but now it was ghetto life and you know ghetto life you're just used to it if you've been watching these movies about ghetto kids and all that so one time money got lost then the next day my uncle wanted to set up like a bait and this thing i had already shared with my cousin because of my turn you know what cash has been disappearing in this house and uh, one time i had found my aunt um, struggling with my cousin's changa box. So then we can't kwenda swimming sunset most of the time, you know. So I found uh, my aunt struggling with my cousin's changa box. She saw me and she was like, so which means that she had been picking up coin from this changa box because my cousin was saying this changa box has been met, has been tampered with sort of it's as if mutonatonga coins karibu kila siku so ni kambia my cousin you know what i saw aunt doing this i don't know why but she told me that ilianguka chini then my cousin was like kwani nangukanga kila siku because this thing is becoming light every day so my uncle came back and then uh, the next morning i used to wake up at around four four five to study mm. then take breakfast or take after taking a bath then go to school and uh, i want you to imagine from class four up to class five you know most people i don't know how should you never see me at home most people usually ask me why do you like walking barefoot why do you like when i to soak some just walk barefoot all over the house all over the compound it's because of that life I used to, I now got used two years, 2011, 2012, just walking barefoot, 2013, walking barefoot. I just saw it life I had go. And then, uh, I made breakfast. I used to make cocoa most of the time. Then after that, uh, I took bread around two slices. I think it was three slices. We used to have family bread. So I took three slices and I didn't like blue band by that time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because your life ni yacha kwa kwa mtoto so was in the hand of life so sikupa ka blue band then um yesterday taking breakfast now my uncle's bedroom and you know slum bedroom bedrooms megawana tuna kate yeah megawana kate so this is the kids area and that is the the adults area and then this is the door to the kitchen it's like a bed sitter sort of but not a bed sitter so while i was coming from the kitchen suddenly i had my uncle complaining that you know he called me by my name and then he told me that 2000 is missing from his wallet and I was like you know the first thing the second thing he told me you have taken my 2000 shillings so I was like what me 2000 i don't even steal and uh, it was around 5 in the morning then he told me you have stolen from me he called me a thief i was shocked i looked at him I was like is this my uncle or is this someone else I wanted to tell him like you know it is uh, aunt who has been doing this kindly also ask her and then, there's no time to explain I don't know they have ever found themselves in that kind of scenario mm-hmm. but there's no time to explain things mm-hmm. are going so fast like a movie and then he told me I'm a thief to leave his house you know things like those ones so what I did I had that my uniform on put on my shoe. I usually used to brush my shoe at night. We used to shift. Uh, if it was me today, tomorrow is another cousin of mine, you know. So the other night it was me who did it. Took my shoe, just wore my shoe, took my bag, my boots, left my breakfast where it was and uh, left the house. And I want to tell you, you know how a slum is at 5 in the morning. It's as if you're walking in the streets of Dandora at 12 a.m. in the morning, in the middle of the night, I mean. and Nyalenda was once by that time you could be killed you could be shot those guys have everything they have the weapons and you know you could be killed and then they they target your private parts you know something like that one so I just left the house at 5 a.m. and I started crying while going to school and I was crying and just reminiscing if my mom was here you know things like those on school going to be happening so I reached school and I found my friends who used to come to school early at around 5:30 and they're like oi and we think I'm happy Malayo and they saw my eyes were red and they're like uh, is your eyes okay you know are you sick unaenda hospital after this that's why we kuja mapema kusoma alafu ende hospital you know we come to school then ask permission to go to the hospital then i got time to share with they were three i got time to share with them the story and uh, i just requested them not to tell anyone about it so you know according to them those those stressed up because uh, basically for me I've always been an introvert but nowadays I find myself to be an extrovert though so I've always been an introvert and they they used to see me like I'm usually quiet you know the people usually have that notion that no watu kunyamaza nyamaza na kwanga hatari sana so I sat up the whole lesson just figuring out what to do next and the whole day I was just stressed up So in the evening I said you know enough is enough I'm not going back to my uncle's place I'm going back to my aunt's place so I decided to go to my aunt's place then uh, my aunt asked me like what happened and when I told my aunt the whole story about uh, how 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 I've been accused of being a thief you know what and all the stealing and the everything 
So my auntie decided to stay with me and my performances became great up to the time I completed my class 8. Sad enough, my dad never asked about me. Joined high school, then um, started off with my education very well. Then at form 2, depression came again and I could hear about my brother and all that. Performance he can shook. So you left your brother with your dad? Yeah. So performance Kashuka, my brother Ametoka Shule, Mara has dropped out of school, he's really suffering, you know, there's nothing for him outside there, he's in the rural setup. And then um performance Kashuka Mbaka I had to repeat form three. I remember when I was talking about it last year. I had to repeat form three from someone who used to score around B minus up to now I was scoring D plus. Any my Ds to UB. To the extent I even started getting E's. So there was no one to talk to, no one to mentor me. I couldn't talk to my cousins. Actually I, I don't even call my cousins my cousins. I call them my brothers and my sisters. Actually they're the best people. They just raise me up like one of their own. They provide everything I need. And then um at form three, I just decided, no, let's do something else. Let's just move on. Mm -hmm. Because I realized my brother had been taken by an aunt of mine to the other side to stay with her. Mm -hmm. I was really happy. And it really motivated me to just, you know, move on. Repeat form three, COVID guy. So it's almost like five years in high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did my form four, and then I got a C minor. Now, instead of my dad, like, asking me, how did it go? You know, my dad has never called me all my life. Ever since 2011, my dad has never called me or asked me about my performance. Now, after completing Form 4, he's always asking me, what grade did you get? You know, I, I, I used to those, you know, the, the, those American English, you know, those uh, curse, curse words. Mm. Like, why, why, why is this guy asking me this thing after all this time? Does he have the cash to take me to the university? All the cash that he should have taken me to the university with, he wasted it. So my aunt just told me, leave the guy alone. He will have a comeback. He will remain that he has children and he will come back. I always tried to talk to him, to convince him, to get through him, but he's just a liar. I just hate the way that guy lies. I've tried giving him time to explain himself. I've tried forgiving him for whatever I went through because of him. But he's just a liar. But I thank God that from the weak performances, from the weak areas that I came, I came every time I move on to greater heights. Every time I make a step, I feel like I'm making greater heights. Then suddenly I fell into the hands organization. Mm -hmm. Um, then I started my project, working in the organization, being given stipends, and it was really fun for me because I wanted to offer an education to a child and seeing that child proceed because I never proceeded and I wanted to see someone else's child proceed. And it was I used to do it with a lot of passion because I wanted it to be so much fun and let another person grasp something that I never got the chance to grasp to. Later on, I fell into a software, you know, scholarship, mm. and I, I really find it fun. I really enjoy doing software, creating apps, creating websites. My prayer is that um, I continue proceeding through, and I pray that God continue guiding me um, throughout my life. Uh, I don't know 
this is not this is like a second time this is like a third time i'm sharing this story the other times i used to cry but right now i just feel like when i'm sharing it for now i find it trauma because i took time to also like try and create like a novel for it but mm. i've never completed the novel because every time i read that novel i just feel terrible mm. about it you know being for us boys it is usually very hard to share our experiences yeah. and our stories it is usually very difficult so that is my life experience as Ryan and I I hope it becomes a lessons to all the children outside there not to give up whatever the challenge because there are a lot of challenges we felt if we we go through in life and they should not give up they should just find a stepping stone okay because I'm sure in the river there is always that stepping stone whether it is flooded somehow you just need to move on you just need to grasp onto something look for opportunities always struggle to look for opportunities doesn't matter what grade you get or what education you got which background you came from that does not matter what matters is what impact are you creating not for yourself are you creating for someone else and i made one promise that one day if i have my own kids i wouldn't want them to go through the same situation um just as i finish whenever i I see kids. I just love them so much. The, the, the love that was never given. I just want to give them. My neighbor's kids, whenever I'm around, they, they, they like treat me like I'm their own dad. They usually like, they even sleep in my place. They sleep on my bed. So I really enjoy that, and I wish that one day if I have my own kids, I would want them to go through the same situation. I want them to go through a lot of love, a lot of truth, and I want them to go through uh, a lot of passion in their family. And that's my story. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing, Ryan. I must say um just by looking at you, no one like would say that is your story because I've known you for a year now, right? Yeah. It's close to a year. And you you're always smiling, you're always saying hi to people. <laughs> so like no one would guess that you know you've been through all that yeah. and your story is your power. I like that you're able to use that story as you know what i can still like create another story mm. post this story this is not my final story and i can still go out there and like do it and i wish you all the best with everything tech that you're doing and you conquer it and i just hope you're able to change the world i really appreciate your vulnerability because you are the first person um that has shared their story with me since i decided to do this podcast and i do not take that for granted so thank you so much Yeah, welcome. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> What? What is it?